welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 25 of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my buddy, my friend, my pal, Lucas. How are you today, buddy? Fantastic, because it's the pod. So Peachy? We're, we're fantastic. Some might say. Pod. Well, yeah. Some could say peachy, but would you say fantastic is better than peachy? I would think fantastic is better than peachy, because depending on your definition of peachy, and if you like peach flavor or not, personally, I don't like peach. Right? What? Yeah, I don't like peach. All right, I just don't find it very tasting. It, it, it it's kind of disgusting. Why? So, well, disgusting. The taste of peach, unless it's peach cobbler. Now, peach cobbler, I can get behind. I like peach cobbler, but any other kind of peach. So you like the way peach tastes. I like the way peach cobbler tastes when it's you know cooked and seasoned. Don't like peach. Seasoned. Like it's like just more sugar. Like. Yeah, it's sweeter. It's what you do with a peach cobbler, Lucas. So you like sweet peaches? No. <laughs> I like peach cobbler. What I don't like is like peach tea, bro. Oh, God, peach tea. There are few it's things good. in this world I would rather drink than peach tea. There are a few things. You More would things. There's drink a million than... things I'd rather drink in this world than peach yeah. tea, Lucas. See, you got me tripping yeah. up because yeah. the, the, the the peachiness of it all. But we're not here to we're not here to talk about peaches. No, I'm here to talk about peaches right now. This is this needs to be heard. Well, the is peaches this, are good. Is this a the development? Peach is underrated. All right. Look, Com- that's like leave that's a like comment. Saying, look, no, guys. no, 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 no. Look, look, look. There's I'm, no I'll way. I'll end it on this. Just to say. What Jackson just said, this is coming from a guy mm-hmm. that didn't think, right? He didn't think that it was possible Continue. for a Cheeto to not be a chip. Because a Cheeto is technically not a chip. It is a puff. You just opened up a whole a can of worms for yourself, right. brother. Listen, okay. I understand that I'm in the minority and, here. And, 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 and being in the and South, everybody loves peachy, sam- peachy things. I don't care what anyone says. Jack okay, also a hot dog. A hot dog is a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. It's definitely a sandwich, but it's a piece of meat in between bread, and you know you have condiments and sometimes cheese. It's great. We got any questions this week, Jackson? We actually do have one question uh, this week. Um, but before we get to the question, I uh, want to start off the pod with kind of a somber tone for those of you guys who, if you're living under a rock and you don't know, uh, we lost a, a legend this past Sunday. We lost uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, I, I think, and why are we talking about Kobe on a, an NFL podcast? Here's the reason why Kobe transcended sports. You know, he wasn't just great within basketball. He had a great second career. He was very involved with his family. He was a father. He was a coach, a mentor. He was instrumental in a lot of uh, kids and um, young adults getting into the game of basketball, getting into sports in general. He he had a very strong message about uh, the Mamba mentality and, um, you know, the, um, that kind of that dog inside of you. So, um, we just want to, before we get into our questions, have a little moment of silence for the passing of Kobe Bryant. All right. Thank you guys so much for that. Appreciate it. Moving into our questions. Okay. So oddly enough, we did not have a question from Mr. Casey this week. Nothing. Just a couple comments about the XFL, which, you know, I get that. Okay. Um, we might cover some of that XFL 
later on. But I do have a question for my good buddy Aiden. And Aiden is going mean, to, he's going to ask both of us this question, Lucas, okay? So his question is, what, what is the Chiefs' plan to stop the one and only yard machine, George Kittle? Hmm. What, should, what should their plan be? How are they going to stop him? <clears throat> Seeing as you knew of this question, I feel like you already have an answer. I do have so, an answer. And it's actually going to be. You should go first. <laughs> I have an answer, and I, this is going to be one of my points whenever I pick our Super Bowl winner later on in the show. Um, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Chiefs didn't have him last year. I feel like he's a really good matchup against George Kittle. He's physical. Yeah, he's a little bit smaller, but he hits very hard, and I, f- and I think he can uh, guard him pretty well. I think he's going to see a lot of coverage when I want to hit with, the, with um, George Kittle. I don't think that's necessarily going to work to stop him. Or I don't think maybe. you can ever stop him, right? George Kittle is a force. You can't, you can't stop George Kittle because you can't stop someone like Gronkowski. You can't stop these big tight ends. No, but you can limit Kelsey. him. You know, you can try to limit them, but I don't even know. I feel like it's going to be a regular day for Kittle. He's going to run into a bunch of double teams. He's the only threat, really, that they have receiving-wise. Exactly. Like, like the others are, are good, you know, but they're yeah, not. Like, Sanders. Kittle is the number one. So Kittle's yeah. going to catch double teams, right? Absolutely. I don't think um, you're going to be able to stop him from doing Kittle stuff, though. He's going to make plays, just like Travis Kelsey's going to make plays on the other side, and you just have to stop the other plays. You can't – you can – Try to instead of Kittle being well, I just smacked my mic. Instead of Kittle being a hundred percent, you're gonna have yeah. to make Kittle eighty percent, and then all the other people you're gonna have to make some plays in other places of the field. Right. I just feel like one of their best um, strategies for Safety's that is going to be. He's been hearing They'll that his, he's he's been hearing that his entire life. Yeah. They will double him, but I feel like and one of them show. is going to be the Honey Badger. I feel like he's going to do a pretty good job. Be. You know what's interesting? And we'll talk about where that's about the Super Bowl here in a little bit. But um, we have two of the best tight ends in the NFL going head-to-head. Isn't that crazy? I would say it's the two best right now. Yeah. The two best tight ends, what I said. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's awesome. Well, I thought you said two of, two of the best. I'm like, this is... Oh, no, no. These are, these are the top two guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, debate um, on number three, so... Since we, you know, we talked about that a little bit, like AFC, NFC, we had the Pro Bowl last week. We did. So I want us to talk about, is the AFC or the NFC better, Jackson? All right? Sure. And I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Because I feel like like we're probably going to have differing opinions here. I think we are, and I think we both have bias for our opinions. Um, Nope. Not biased. I got pure data. You right got here. pure data. Like, you got it all for you. I'll, right I'm, I'll be curious to hear right that. Um, I, I think the NFC is better. I think they have a uh, a greater amount of good slash competitive teams, all vying for a chance into the playoffs. I felt like there, you know, when we got down towards the end for the AFC, you know, there was two teams fighting for one wild card spot and um the nfc had you know still had six four or five teams still in contention um when i think about different teams in the nfc i think about the vikings think about the 49ers of course i think about the packers i think about the saints the seahawks and i think these other two teams are 
Um, one of them who was a big letdown, of course, my Dallas Cowboys, but I think can be very competitive, especially on a good day. Um, and the Bears, I really think that they're a, one quarterback away from uh, a possible NFC championship game. Um, they started to play a lot better towards the end of the end of the year. I also think about some of the talent that the NFC has, right? The, the NFC is absolutely loaded at the running back position, right? You got Dalvin Cook, uh, Alvin Kamara, Zeke, and Saquon Barkley. Okay, and there's no shortage of quarterback talent either. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Okay, and then you have Michael Thomas on the receiving side. On the defensive end, you have Leighton Van Der Esch and, and Tank Lawrence. And I just feel like the NFC has a lot more to offer. It's, it's a little bit more competitive than the AFC. AFC, I feel like, has the better team, the better teams, the better two to three teams than probably than the NFC total. But I think as a combined conference, um, that they're better. What do you think? I think you have a different point, Mr. Lucas. I do. I do. Lay it on me. <laughs> Learn me something. I only I only got one stat because it's the only one that mattered. All right? That's all I needed. Okay. This is, this is going to be one of those right. remarks. I just feel it. The NFC has not won the Pro Bowl since 2013. Uh, so. And the Pro Bowl is a... Is a a significant stat. The Pro Bowl is a game that doesn't matter. Seven years. Doesn't matter to you. No one tries in the Pro Bowl. No one tries in the Pro Bowl. Okay. You got got OBJ dancing with the mascots on the sideline. Like nobody's trying in the Super Bowl, in in the Pro Bowl. It's it's whatever. That stat is irrelevant. Who who usually wins the Super Bowl? AFC team. Oh no! I mean, well, the, yep. you have the Patriots that won it a year or two ago. Then you have uh, the Eagles. You have the Falcons, who okay. should have won it. They didn't. Right, the Packers. Coulda, coulda, woulda. That was twenty ten or twenty twelve. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. I'm trying to think of the two. The Seahawks. They won like two. And what I else said, do you need? I said the AFC has won more. That the AFC has actually won more total. Recently, like if you go look, if you look at like the last twenty years, I think the AFC has won most of the Super Bowls. I would because you got to think we. Have I would be Patriots. interested to see that stat. We have the Steelers. All right. So Y'all we're we're need. gonna count we're gonna count teams we're gonna count teams from ten years ago because that's and relevant we now. Manning. Had and then he also went to the Broncos. Had what's better? Who's In better the last now? Years. I said last twenty years. Yeah, that's the last twenty years. But who's better now, Lucas? The NFC is a better conference now. We're not talking about Who 20 years ago. Year? Yeah, last year, the AFC. You know, that 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 time is done and gone, Mr. Lucas. Okay, we're, we're, we're about the future, right? We're about the now and the present tense. So we're not about the future. We're about the present. We're about both. <laughs> we're not about the past. We'll leave the past behind you. Look, take Timon's advice. Take Timon's advice, okay, from the, the Lion King better. and leave the past behind you. Okay? The AFC's better. I we have better quarterbacks. You do have better quarterbacks. That is true. But that's it. I think we have better... I think we have more well-rounded teams. What I mean by that is I... I think there are more teams that can play offense and defense in the AFC than than there are teams, like, in the NFC. Like, I feel like there's some more big names, maybe, in the NFC that you think of. but then Bigger the names with bigger talent, like, but I think, like, just... I think like, the competition like have, is much more fierce gritty, in the NFC. We have those greedy people that are You also had three there, of the good. worst teams in the NFL. You had the Jets, the Dolphins, and the uh, Bengals. 
hey, we're going to get into this later. The Jets were plagued with injuries. They sure were plagued with injuries. And okay. isn't that terrible? And you know what's what crazy? If we had, the you doctor? know what's crazy? If we had won that game against a previously mono-ridden Sam Darnold, we would have been in the playoffs. And who knows what could have happened. Well, you could have won any game that you lost and you would have been in the playoffs. <laughs> yes, but the one that speaks to me most is the one against the Jets because that's just, that has to be a given, you know? The, the one that speaks to me the most is the one where it's like, if you win this, you are in against the Eagles and you lost against their practice squad. We did lose against their practice squad. It was actually terribly embarrassing. Yeah. We let Carson Wentz beat us with a bunch of no names. But I can argue... What can teams you? did you say? You said the Jets. Yeah. You said the Bengals, and you said the Dolphins. The Dolphins. I could argue that if they were in the NFC, they'd have better records. No, what? Because <laughs> they have to play AFC teams. Okay, so they've got to play against the same, <laughs> the same terrible conference. So, okay. <laughs> so they have to play against the same better conference, and therefore. <laughs> This is just this is just juvenile and trivial at this point, Lucas. Oh man. I mean, you know, it's okay, Jackson. You're wrong. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay to lose. Leave a comment who who won this debate. I think it's pretty clear. NFC. NFC for um, sure. Yeah, so we're going to debate a little more here. So I seen I seen this cool thing on social media and it was someone was ranking um all the teams in the NFL. Right. Like the most balanced team, the best team, the worst team, da da da. So we're going to go through those real quick, our rankings for those. I think this will be a cool thing for me and Jackson to do. We don't know I like what this. each other feels. I so, like this. Um, to start it off, Jackson, most balanced NFL team. The most balanced NFL team was the New Orleans Saints. I felt like they were loaded. I felt like they were loaded on all sides of the ball. I felt like they had an off game against the Vikings and at the worst possible time. I felt like if you play that game nine times out of ten, they win eight of them. Um but, uh, yeah, I would think the Saints. I think they're completely loaded on offense. Um, Michael Thomas, best receiver in the NFL. Drew Brees, storied legend. You know, everything from coaching and then special teams and fake punts. And you got quarterbacks playing a little bit of receiver and a little bit of running back here. And they got a bunch of different formations and they can throw you off guard. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Saints. Who was, your, who was your pick? Uh, I went with the 49ers. Cop-out answer. All right. How's that a cop out? Hmm. Because 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 they're the popular team right now. Because they're in the Super Bowl, so obviously they had to be balanced to make it. I I I I don't like. No, but they're the team that's been covered by the media for the past two weeks, and you just you know just jump on that bandwagon. That's what it is. This is coming from the Homer. That's at least forty percent of the reason. This is coming from the Homer. Okay, look. I'll have you know, I have the Cowboys as no, as one team on this list, and it was a team that I it, it hurt me to put my their name what on. What is there. the definition of being balanced? Offense like and they can defense. They do it all, pretty much, right? Yeah, like they can, they can do it all. Yeah. Okay. But I would argue the 49ers they can't. Can do it all. The Saints can do it all, but the 49ers can do it all, and they do some of that stuff a little better. I feel like I their them. defense is much better than the Saints' defense, but the Saints' offense is way more versatile and explosive than the 49ers. They lost to the Vikings. Okay, and? You're gonna, we're going to compare Jimmy G to Drew Brees? No, I'm not comparing Jimmy G to Drew Brees. But, but they the can't, reason that Drew... But there's no way that they can do that better. Because they do not have a run game. 
To be balanced, Not... you have to run and throw the ball and lose in Mark Ingram. I've Jimmy G barely throws the ball. He throws the ball 10 to 15 times a game. That was just the last game. Who's who's being biased just from what they've seen in the last two weeks now, Jackson? Hmm. hmm definitely you with your media, pick. The media's up here like, oh, Jimmy G throws the ball eight times and they'll win. I feel like I'm, I'm having flashbacks of Derrick Henry running the ball 30 times and Tannehill throwing it like 12. All right? Yeah, well, that's because Derrick Henry is a freaking monster. Just because you can run the ball does not mean that you can't pass the ball. Yeah, but now, you're ta- we're talking about Jimmy G, though. Okay. Jimmy G. We're talking about a guy that like who you don't even have in your top ten list for quarterbacks. It. That's right. I mean, I don't either. But if you can run the ball, you can do everything else. And if being able to run the ball makes your team more balanced, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and obviously, if you have a good running game, you set case. up the play action, you know, that's best football 101. And that's called being balanced on offense. Oh, that's leaning more towards the run. you got to be able to do both. Being balanced. Being balanced. You run to open up the pass, and then you are balanced because you do both. Could. Go to the next okay. one. Okay, Jackson's just, he does this thing where, like, he closes his mind to everyone else's opinions about everything. He's super close-minded, all right? Oh, yeah, he definitely. Just, he, has, he has his own stuff in his head, and that's all That's all that he cares about, and everyone else is wrong. All Saints right? were definitely the most thought, balanced team, and they should have been in the If he thought 2 plus 2 was 6, it would be 6. It would I, If I told him that 2 plus 2 was 4, I would be wrong, because he would know that it was 6, all right? All right? That's math, bro. You're hurting my best head. Team. <laughs> best, best team. Best uh, team. Go. Best team. You know what's funny? The 49ers. I also went with the 49ers. And yeah. the reason is the pass rush. Their defense, yeah. Nick Bosa. If you can run the football and you can rush the passer, you will win. Fast. Yeah, you will win 80% of your games. You can do those two things. Yeah. Uh, worst team. I'll go. Jackson's taking a drink. Uh, the Bengals. Garbage. Same. Bengals. Absolutely awful. But they're going to win the Joe Burrow sweepstakes. So. I mean, that's fine. But is Joe going to win you games next year? More than any. Like no. a lot to make you good? You think no. so? No, but he'll win more games than Andy Dalton has in the past two years, which is like seven. You really think that though? Hmm? I think I think here's the, I think they're gonna have a, it's gonna be a long term plan with the Bengals. Joe Burrow's just one piece. He's not automatically gonna come in and fix everything for you. But I think I would rather take Joe Burrow right now than Andy Dalton right now, and I feel like he'll win you more games than Andy Dalton did this past year. Well, you got nowhere to go but up, so. Yeah, exactly. I would hope so. Um, exactly. Best coaching team. Best coached team. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, thousand percent. We both picked them, I believe, last week to win Coach of the Year. You did. Mike Tomlin deserves it. I mean, Dude, when you have awesome. a team that, I mean, think about it this way, and we talked about it a little bit last week, but you, you have your starting franchise quarterback go down. Not only that, but you have your second string quarterback go down. And your um, uh, star running back. Right, who just emerged onto the scene last year, right? He goes down, he has concussion injuries, knee injuries, and all of that. Juju goes down at one point, and he still has them in a position to make the playoffs. There was still a mathematical possibility of them making the playoffs. And that to me just comes down to coaching. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you looked at the talent, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. when you look at the talent that the team did not have at key positions, especially the quarterback. Mm hmm. Injuries at halfback, 
Yeah. You know, we're going to go over the most injured team later, but I think the Steelers are are up there. I actually didn't think about them earlier, but thinking about it right now, like they had a lot of problems. They they were the number right. two most injured team for me. Like it was them Juju. or this other team that I picked. The, and they had they had injuries at key positions. You're absolutely right. And yeah. I I think it's a testament to their coaching. I mean, we're talking we're looking at Antonio Brown, right? Arrest worn out for him, and he was arrested and you know turned himself in. And um, think about all that stuff that Mike Tomlin had to deal with over the past three four years. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in the same locker room. So you know, it's just a testament to the coaching. Good job. Um. So next one is best offense. Kansas City. They're yes, the most explosive. They're the most explosive offense in the NFL, and some of the most expl- one of the most explosive offenses we have seen in a very long time. So here's something I didn't like: uh, the list that I we originally seen that we looked at. It said the best offense was. They picked Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. And I disagree with that just because I felt like they were the best running team. Oh, by far. But not the best. They're not going to go out there and put up the points. They don't have the talent on offense that the Chiefs have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, best defense. This is easy. By far, the Patriots. Yeah, got to be the Patriots. I mean, that, that defense won them seven or eight games um, this past year and really carried them. Their offense was just completely depleted. And um, if they had, if they were able to score 21 points a game, like, if they were able to put together three touchdown drives per game, they would have won 14 games this year. And the defense scored a bunch of those points that they did score. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's what I'm saying. If you, you combine those two things, I mean, by far and away the Patriots. surprising team. For me, I feel, I mean, I feel like this might not be a surprise to you because, I mean, you were saying it all year long. However, uh, for me, the most surprising team in the NFL has to be the Tennessee Titans. I mean, they made it to the AFC Championship in the most unfathomable way possible. They're in playoff mode for six straight weeks. Then you go and you have to uh, go to Foxborough, right? The Patriots hadn't lost a home playoff game there in 12 years. You beat them. Then you have to go to Baltimore, the number one rushing team in the NFL, the reigning MVP Lamar Jackson and their quote-unquote unstoppable offense and you punch them in the mouth and you make your way to Kansas City unfortunately things didn't go so well for you there however the one of the most improbable seasons I've seen in a long time and I'm really happy it happened for the city of Nashville yeah I agree totally I feel like you have to pick the Tennessee Titans um I mean I can be surprised that Pittsburgh did what they did Sure. You know, like it surprised me that they had a, a pretty big roller coaster. Like, yeah, they it, it was looking cool coming into the season, and then it was like, oh no, Juju's not gonna be able to do anything. And then it was like, Big Ben's hurt, and now it's just like we've hit rock bottom. And then it was like, no, our defense and our coaching is gonna carry us. And then it was like, we're getting a wild card spot, we're in a prime position to do it. And then all of a sudden, it was like they lose all the games at the end. Yeah, they don't make it in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I feel like you got to go with the Titans just because I. I picked us to go to the Super Bowl. I was a game short, all right? I've never in my life picked the Titans to go to the Super Bowl. It's the first time ever because I thought all of our pieces were coming together. Right. Sadly, we were short, you know. But um, I definitely think that the Titans deserve it. Right. Yeah. I think. Hats off to the Titans. Good job. Uh, Ugh. This is my favorite one. I hate you so much. The biggest letdown team of 2019 
<sighs> the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. I mean, everybody's talking Super Bowl. Everybody's talking at least NFC Championship game. All the pieces are here. Look at our linebacking core. Jason Witten came back off the Monday Night Football desk. We signed Zeke. You have Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb. You add him, and that's an upgrade. Um, Michael Gallup coming into his second year. He Amari Cooper's calling him a number one B receiver. You know, so it's all the pieces were there and just – Eight and eight. Don't yeah. make. We went five and one in the division and didn't make the playoffs. That's all I need to say. New offensive coordinator comes in. He looks amazing. Fantastic. And also, I feel like you got to talk about the fact that Dak was playing for a contract. Playing for a contract at one and point. And Robert Quinn. You know, you got your your edge rushers. Looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you Dak had Frederick come back in your line. Dak had forty nine hundred passing yards. I mean, he uh, we had we were number one offense in the NFL um, for yards per game. We just couldn't cap it off with touchdowns. And you know, when you're kicking field goals and punting all day, doesn't matter how many yards you get, you're gonna lose the game. So that no, our some... offensive line went from third best to number one ranking in the NFL, but we just couldn't win those close games. It's just Dak threw some bad decisions letdown. too. He did. He made some like bad at decisions. Bad times. Yeah. Like like quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions, but I felt like he like it was at like he didn't throw a lot. Where you were like, if you can just not do it right now, and then he did. It. And it was yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or I mean, we had a big issue with the fumbling the football this year too. So, um, right. anyway, biggest letdown by far. I mean, we yeah, totally. the, you can't pick you couldn't paint a better picture, write a better story for an easier path to the yep. playoffs with the NFC East the way it was this year. I mean, Dwayne Haskins and the Redskins organization literally rebuilding their entire staff. You know, Eli Giants. is handing over to Daniel Jones, and he's okay, and then he's bad, and then he's, Saquon gets hurt, and then the, the, Eagles, the Eagles had a practice squad on the field. So, I mean, I don't know what else you want. So, yeah, but definitely biggest letdown. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, most injured team. like New York Jets. By injury. Yeah, the New York this Jets. Was, this was tough because I, I, you know, like I said Pittsburgh. earlier, like yeah, Pittsburgh really is is there, but it, it kind of felt like the Jets kind of had this thing, and then it was like, well, our quarterback's got mono; he's out for like six weeks. Yeah, he's <laughs> so out for like, six weeks. You had like seven defensive starters; they're out. You had two wide receivers; they're out. You had Le'Veon Bell, who was hurt at one point. I think three of their offensive linemen were out at different parts of the year. Their tight ends out for a little bit, then he's back in, and the quarterback's out. And he's back in, then he's back out. Like it's just, I mean. It's crazy, but what will be super interesting is where the New York Jets go from here because I feel like they can only go up, and I feel like they're actually, when they're all on the field, super talented, especially with Jamal Adams at safety, one of the most underrated um, defensive players in the league, I think. And that conference is getting ready for a big shift, right? The Bills have gotten extremely better. The Patriots look like they're about to split up Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. We don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. But sometime within the next three years, almost most definitely, one of them is going to be gone, right? So the AFC East is actually all of a sudden going to open up within the next three years. So it'll be super interesting to see kind of that shift from what we've been accustomed to as the norm of the Patriots winning everything for the past 20 years. It's going to be interesting to see who kind of takes that next leap to the crown for that division yeah. title. That'll definitely be cool. Also, just for anyone that just like is some super hardcore nerds out there, six yeah. weeks 
I believe was an exaggeration. I just threw that out there. We don't know the exact. It was, I think it was four, four or five. What's up, bud? But yeah. All right, Lucas. Let's move on to the uh, to the to the future team. Who do you got? To the what? I'm sorry. You kind of you say future? Did I really cut out? Yeah, I said like you know like you know I'll like go the, off into the future. Yeah, the team that's got like you know the best future yeah, ahead no, of them. I got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What you got? I don't think you picked what I picked. I went with the Dolphins. I did not pick the Dolphins. I, Let me guess. You picked the Bengals. Absolutely not. Okay, because first of all, I think they're going to lose AJ Green. Second of all, I don't think Joe Burrow wins you twelve games. But um, no, I went with the Indianapolis Colts. I did. I feel like they got a young core group of talented players, especially on defense. I feel like they could only go up. T.Y. Hilton was injured for a, a big portion of the year. I felt, you know, Jacoby Brissett was injured for a little while. They get a really good quarterback inserted in there, and they have a very, very fruitful future ahead of them. Also, because the AFC South, right? Jaguars are getting worse. Hard. Yeah, Jaguars are getting worse. Texans are, you know, they're going to be hanging around there, but, you know, still, I feel like the Colts have a really good chance to um, be continuous playoff contenders for a while. So. We were talking about this last year with Andrew Luck and the young core that he has around him and how he could be in Super Bowls for the next couple of years. We were talking about that last year, right? Right. So are we saying just because we took out Andrew Luck doesn't mean that they're not going to have a bright future ahead of them? With their GM Number the way one, they, they is. lost Andrew Luck. Number two. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Are you, are you ready for it? I'm ready. The Titans made the AFC championship this year. Oh yes. Yeah. It's gonna be the Texans but the Jaguars are way worse. Made it to the divisional round. Won the division for the umpteenth time. And they got they rid of Bill O'Brien as their coach. Huh? They got rid of Bill O'Brien as their coach. You didn't see that? What? Yeah, they they moved him to GM. Oh, I thought he was just both. Is he both? I thought he was. I thought he was done with the coach. I thought he he's was. Moved. Been, he's been acting coach and GM all year. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's news to me. I thought they just moved him up to a GM role because they didn't want him to coach anymore. Well, I, did, well, I mean, they might have just took away the coaching part, but he's been like playing both roles this year. Oh, okay. Well, then I, I misinterpreted that. Don't listen to me. Because for the final game of the season, there was a bunch of talk about. I thought they were going to have it, a new how coach. How does it feel if you're a coach and you're the GM? And there's an incentive in there for Deshaun Watson to throw one more touchdown pass this year, and he needs one more. Do you send him out there to throw one more, or do you tell him that he's not playing? You know what I mean? Right. Um, Interesting. Anyways, all right, all right. And then Jacksonville didn't have their quarterback, Nick Foles, all year. They're still a stout defense and are going to have some good draft picks this year. And they're changing stuff up. They're trying to get the bad out of the org, which is spooky. So if they get the bad out, then they could be really good. So, like, the Colts, the Texans, the Titans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, honestly, any team in the division could take over and win the division next year. I think that's something that's cool about the AFC South is that it's super competitive, and you don't definitely know who the winner of it's going to be. But my future pick was the Dolphins. So I went with the Dolphins because they've got like three or four first-round picks this year. I think they have like three. They do. 
Yeah, they got and three. They, and, but what are they going to do got with another them? first round pick? What's been their history of doing anything with first round picks other than Jake years, Long? For the next two years, they have multiple first round picks. Multiple. Yeah. What, what are they? They They're, beat some decent teams this year. Their coaching was good this year. Their coach did a good job. He brought it up out of nothing. They're they're clearly in rebuild. Won three mode. games, and, and their coach won those three games. They didn't win it because of talent that they got now. Teams players were begging to leave that team and asked to get traded midway through the season because they wanted to dip out because their midway, team was so yeah. bad. I mean, it was like, it was like three games like in the season. In. Yeah, yeah. But look, but the reason is because it was. No, they did a good job the, of acquiring t- picks. I just don't trust what they're going to do with the picks. They haven't made a good really first round selection since Jake Long. I trust it because of their new coach. I disagree. And I think, it, I think, I think they're they going to mess it up. Good stuff with this rebuild. I mean, I hope the Dolphins are good. It'd be nice to have them in the contention for a change. It'll be nice. I think the Dolphins have a good chance of you know snagging like a Tua. Yeah, I could see them grabbing Tua. It's just gonna, is he going to be ready? And when do they throw him in the fire? Let him sit for a year behind Fitzpatrick. You're rebuilding anyways. You want to be bad. Get more good draft picks. Get more year. good draft picks. This is the, <laughs> this, this is the answer. <laughs> but Interesting. No, the I just... Texans, the Texans gave up so much to get Laramie Tunsil, and it was such a W for the Dolphins. Like, that trade just blows my mind. So when I yeah, think but future, I mean, I think the Dolphins have a lot to rebuild, and it's, it's just coming down to put your faith in the GM and... You're putting a lot of faith in your GM there. I don't trust him. I feel like the Colts with their um I'm putting faith in the coach. With their Colt with their yeah, with the culture with the Colts, also with the coach of the Colts and their general manager and the good job that they have done acquiring uh draft picks and and using those draft picks on key role players. I feel like the Colts have a very good future ahead of them. The trouble is he's gotta find your franchise quarterback. So we'll see. So see for for this one I was picking a team that was like going to build towards a bright future. You're picking a team that's like already built. I think you're 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 picking it. Like well, we yeah, cuz I think they have yeah, they have a bright they, future. They a, but yeah, they, they have the I think that they have one of the brightest futures ahead of them in the NFL and that can be argued. The Dolphins have potential. It's just going to be what can they do with that? Cuz they do have three first-round picks. I'm just I'm just saying your pick is kind of like saying the Chiefs have a bright future. Oh. Yeah, I know that was kind of too much of a cop out. So I didn't go you get what them. I'm saying? I feel it. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah, yeah. Fair um, enough. Overrated. I have two for this. You have two overrated teams? All right, well, I'll go yeah. first because I have one. Well, I, here, well, I want to tell you what I, my two categories. I have coming into the year and then ending the year. Oh. If you want me to go first, I can in case you want Oh, no, it's okay. I got. I, so I'll just go with my one. My overrated team is the Texans. Aiden, I know you're listening. I know you've been a uh, an MVP listening to all of these podcasts. Thank you so much for giving us a question and, 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 li- and listening. But here's the reason, okay, that the Texans are overrated, all right? I feel like they don't utilize DeAndre Hopkins well and near enough. I feel like Bill O'Brien needs to be fired or just leave him as a general manager, right? Because he got rid of Jadavion Clowney. Right, which I don't think is a very good move. And I feel like that their defense suffered because of it. Their decision making to go for it on fourth down and key spots in the in the postseason this year was reflective of poor coaching in the moment and uh 
I don't feel like their run game is very, very good either. I feel like the only reason that they won the AFC South is because of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you have J.J. Watt, but he's been, I think he has some durability issues. He's been injured a lot the past three years. He is getting older. He's getting up there. And then you get rid of your uh, potential successor and Jadavion Clowney and trade him to the Seahawks. So I just, I, I question some of their moves and I feel like they gave up a lot for Larry Tunsil, which really did help Sean Watts. You have to protect your franchise quarterback, but at the same time, you don't have a first round pick this year. He didn't so, play that great, though. They don't yeah. have a first this year or next year. Yeah, so I mm-hmm. feel like some of the general manager decisions, some of the coaching decisions, especially in key spots, losing of personnel. Yes, you have a fantastic franchise quarterback and an amazing once in a generation talent, DeAndre Hopkins. But other than that, you don't really have anything uh, else. There's, yeah, there's not a lot to work with. There's not really a solid foundation to build upon to give Deshaun Watson say, key pieces. I will say their halfback got hurt this year at the beginning of the year, so that probably hurt their run game. True, um, true. But I also picked for the end of the season, like, most overrated team. I went with the Texans also. Yeah. It's just everyone's like, oh, Deshaun Watson. Like, I'm sitting here, like, first take as an example. Like, Max Kellerman's up here. Like, Deshaun Watson is just otherworldly and if the game is on the line he is going to win you the game some things you can't overcome as a player Deshaun Watson is good he's not otherworldly but he is good yeah but as a player you can't overcome coaching correct because eventually that gets you coaching is going to get you i.e. Jason Garrett yeah 8-8 you can have Coach the most Black. talented roster in, in the league, or at least among the top five. If you have bad coaching, you're going to lose the division. Yeah, and then if your team is not that great, you're plagued with injuries and you have a good coach like the Steelers, you're going to win some games. You're going to do good. That's right. Um, So for my coming in, like starting the year overrated team, I had to go with the Browns. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's such a – I should have picked them. I should have picked them. Oh, my God. Dude, I, I'll i tell you what right now. I will stamp 100% agree with that, especially coming into the year. Everybody was drinking the Browns Kool-Aid. Oh, the Browns are going to do something this year. Baker Mayfield's the next guy. He's awesome. No one cares how many commercials that this guy shot. He, You know, he has oh talent. He has talent. He has, he has <laughs> talent across the board everywhere, and he does. But, he, ooh, ooh, the Browns. Terribly overrated, Look, and they will be overrated again next year. The thing I have to say about the commercials is the same thing I told you last week. Lamar Jackson has won as many playoff games as Baker Mayfield. All right, I rest my case. Yeah, but he's also has case. an MVP in a fourteen and two season. That's fine. And I'll take that in comparison to not even making the playoffs and giving your team that Zero extra bonus. Games. All right, didn't do nothing. He ain't nothing. You got a personal. Ven- right, you Casey. got a you got Look. a personal vendetta against Lamar Jackson. I know you do. Look, I don't like the Ravens. I don't like running quarterbacks. I I know you were just ooh. I think Casey. I think Mr. Casey. Casey needs hates to have running a talk quarterbacks. With you needs to have a talk with you, Jackson. Casey doesn't like Vic. He doesn't like Lamar Jackson. He doesn't like any running quarterback. I liked Vic. I like Vic too. Vic could throw the ball. I watched Lamar Jackson in the Vic, in the especially he thing. could Vic could throw the ball when he came back from prison too. Like he could yeah he could toss he could sling it. So I watched the the pro skills challenges, you know, that the pros do at the Pro Bowl. I saw that, yeah. And I watched Lamar Jackson in in a couple of the throwing yeah. ones. And let's just say that 
Devontae Adams and Jarvis Landry hit more targets with the football than Lamar Jackson did. <laughs> I saw that. I figured that you would bring that up, and I have no defense for that. <laughs> that's just uh, that's just the way most that accurate is. Accurate passer at 22 years old. False. That's Patrick Mahomes, where he was 22, whatever. but whatever. But yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You, 21. Whatever. I don't care how old he is. Lamar is like the youngest passer to have his completion. And we'll see how and we'll see how you know season. if he gets better passing the ball because if he comes as good of a passer as he is a runner. Watch out. We'll see. Um. But, yeah, so I, I had to go with the Browns just because, like, when I thought about it, I was, like, overrated the Browns because the Titans played them week one, and all I heard was about how we were going to get slapped and all that stuff. And so that's out, the first thing I thought of, but I was like, yeah, but I was like, the Browns were such an overrated, like, three weeks in a row, and then it was done. Yeah. Like, like all faith was lost after that. Yeah, now Freddie Kitchens is a tight ends coach for the Giants. Another example of coaching. Players can't overcome coaching. Correct. You can, maybe a little bit. Every once in a while, also like Deshaun what was, Watson, okay. players hit you in the backfield at the same time, so I, you I, just happen to miraculously stay. Up. I have one further thing. What was the deal? You remember that game with Baker Mayfield, okay? And, and this dude had like three different facial hair combinations throughout the ter- the course of the game. He came out in a full beard, and then in the halftime, he shaved it down to a mustache, and then right before the and then right before the press conference, he shaved the mustache off. Like I don't understand what he, that just tells me. He is not confident in himself and his self appearance, and he's got way too much going on in his head. He's thinking about probably the commercial next he's going to shoot, and he's not worried about the next play he should be calling. That's you know that's 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 that's, that's my that's my old man sitting on the front porch looking at the squirrels. Maybe it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to him. And yeah. by golly, if a man wants to shave his facial hair, he can do it. You know what else is right? uncomfortable? Don't, Six don't be mad. and ten. Don't be upset that you have a little French stash going on. Look, like I think, you know, you. I'm telling right. you what, though. This is, you know, it's not bad. It's not bad that I got going here right now. <laughs> you know, I've been working on it. No, no, I like it. I, I, pre- like it. I appreciate um, that, bro. I appreciate it. The last one, Jackson, the most underrated team, go. The most underrated team. Um, we went different on this. We did. I went Buffalo. I went with the Bills. I felt like people were just waiting for them to lose and wait for them to like, oh, they just kept giving excuses. Josh Allen's not it. Um, they can't do it with Singletary as their running back. Frank Gore's too old. Uh, Sean McDermott's not a, not a top coach. And, you know, some of those things might be true. However... They shocked us all this year. The Bills made it to the to the playoffs, and they really should have beaten Houston. So, I don't know, so, man. I feel like the Bills are kind of up and coming. Underrated. I the Bills were actually overrated this year. <clears throat> Just because they played excellent defense. Uh, but I don't have any faith in their quarterback. Very excellent defense. And he, Josh Allen's got a lot to learn. <laughs> and he, I'll tell you what, though. Speaking of Josh Allen, at the end of that wild card game, he choked so massively hard. Um, literally gave the game away to the Texans. He had him lined up at field goal range, ready to go, and in the span of two plays, lost twenty six yards. Puts him out of field goal range, gives the ball back to Sean Watson. The rest is history. So he yeah, choked the game, and that's going to stick with him for a while. But they have a lot of key um, pieces. My underrated team was the Patriots. I'm sorry, what? Did you just All say the most underrated team is the New England Patriots? This year. Who everybody was screaming was going to defeat your team, the Tennessee Titans. Because they were playing in Foxborough, who got punched in the mouth, who lost to Miami in the very at the very last week of the season. 
There were you people were saying, questioning the Titans. You were saying they're the under. You were saying they're underrated when everyone had them going to the AFC champion every AFC championship game this year. How you was that? The reason I'm saying they didn't have them go in the AFC championship. Everybody had them go to the AFC championship game. You and me had them in the Super Bowl. Look, I didn't have them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you did. No, you had Brady and you had Breeze. Those were our picks. Go back and listen to episode one. And in episode, I believe, 14 when we did another, with a midway point. Look in your journal, bro. And then you brought in a bet that you gave to me saying, well, Jackson, I swear Tide's going to make Super Bowl by go. And and we, we went from there. What does that say? I can't read it. I'm, bl- I'm blinded by your flashbang. Yeah, Titans versus Saints at the end. When did you make this? Right before the playoffs? This was week one. Week one. Week what? One of the pod. Whatever, dude. Whatever. What do you, mean? you had Brady and Breeze in the Super Bowl. We had this pick. We've had this conversation multiple times. Right here, you, I have the Cowboys you have and the Rams them? in here, Jack. You have them as underrated? This okay, I'll tell you what. You know what? I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you have the floor. Go ahead. Go ahead. This Explain to me. This is why I have them as underrated. Because the reason, okay, the Titans won and that makes them the most surprising team. Right? But the Patriots are un, were underrated this year because number 1, no one believed that Tom Brady could do anything. All right? And it, it comes down to Tom was underrated this year. This is the worst argument you've ever made in the history of the Go For Two podcast. What are you talking no about? No one thought Tom Brady labeled the GOAT was going to do anything. All I heard was that he had no weapons, that it was not his fault, that he's continued to defy age. No, 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 no. That's all, that's all people like I said. That's all people like me. Stephen A. Smith also said. So we're going against your but, words, and they're the most but, but underrated. Most of the people, but most of the people, Lucas, bro. Most of the people, like Max Kellerman, and a large part of the public, thought Tom was washed, and that he has fell off. Max the cliff Kellerman has been thinking washed. Tom's been washed for the past seven years. Exactly, Jackson. Look, it would be. So we're going no to buy into Max Kellerman's argument. No, we're not buying into it. I'm saying they're under they were underrated by the majority of people didn't think the Patriots were as good as they actually were. What, what about you? What did you think? What did you think of them? It's your list, isn't it? I think it? the Patriots were really good. Then so how can they be underrated? They're underrated because other people thought less than they really were, Jackson. That's what it means to be underrated. But they had the number one rate defense. Yes. Throughout the entire they have the number one special teams unit. Yes. So how was how were people viewing them as underrated? Everybody thought they were going to destroy the Titans. Because everyone thought, especially in Foxborough, all you had to do was score twenty points on them and you could win. Bro, I I am baffled by by this argument here. I, I you know I and usually I'm like you know Lucas all always heard, presents. All I heard was the talk about how Tom Brady was washed. You always present. I, I haven't heard talk about Tom Brady being washed. I've heard about, oh my gosh, get this man some weapons or he's going to leave you and he's going to go somewhere to where he day. does have some weapons. I'm the only person that I've heard it from about. Stephen A. I just said a second ago, Steve, me and Stephen A. Oh Everyone else I heard. Lucas, this is the worst argument you've ever made on GopherTube. Nope. I am actually Good disappointed argument. in you. Casey will agree. Casey agrees with anything you say. He loves you, okay? You were like his brother. 
Great minds think alike. All right. All right, dude. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm disappointed. Oh, well. What game did you pick for underrated? Did I pick for the underrated? The Bills. Also, the Titans probably more underrated than the Bills. Well, the Let's Titans were definitely underrated. They were actually my pick, but I didn't want to. I, I, I had a little thing going. I didn't want to have two teams as the same. Oh, you didn't want a double pick? I, I didn't want a double pick. I got the 49ers in here twice, bro. Yeah, I wanted to be, you know, different. <clears throat> okay, it's it, edgy. Yeah. Different. Yeah, you're all you're real different because you're weird. All right. That uh, is true. It is time for take it or leave it, Mr. Ooh. Jackson. All right. Love um, take or leave. It. Let's get so, it. So, for those that do not know, take or leave it is the thing we do every week. I give Jackson about five things. I say take it or leave it. He gives his opinion. I give mine, and it's a great time. And Jackson loves it. My favorite segment. Right? It's my favorite segment of all time. All right, number one. Hmm. Take it or leave it, Mr. Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dak Prescott will leave the Cowboys. Leave it. Leave it. He had a statement earlier on this week saying there are very, there are very few positions like being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys in sports, and he wants to preserve that. And he is confident that they will get a deal done. And Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones have been adamant throughout the offseason and even going into the offseason that Dak's deal is their number one priority. And even if Dak's deal isn't their number one priority and they can't figure out a way to, to make to agree on a contract, they're going to tag him this year. And we'll see how he does next year and if he really Does is he worth 40. Yeah, he'll play. Dak's not the guy who's going to sit out. Zeke is. Zeke also came Zeke back with a nose ring. Okay, can, can we get one thing straight? Can we get Zeke to – is there a petition that we can make or something for Zeke to get rid of his nose ring? It looks disgusting and it looks weird. And he – no, like, no. I don't want Zeke on any commercials with a nose ring. It's just – it's just. Yeah, eh. yeah. and I, I know um, I'm a little old-fashioned, but it just looks weird. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also going to leave it just because if Dak – you know, I know they don't want to overpay him, but they're going to have to because Zach wants to be or Dak wants to be overpaid. So you know, dude's going to get like thirty-two million a year, and he's going to have a great time. I would actually, <laughs> I would make that deal right now because I think he's going to end up with something crazy like thirty-eight or forty, and I'm and we're going to break the bank, and we're going to have like no cap room available, and we're going to lose a lot of people, and we're probably going to end up like six and ten. So yeah, I think it's something ridiculous like that. But I would take the deal at 32 right now. You're delusional. I wish I was delusional. I want him to get... He he deserves 25. Quarterback position is way overpaid. He probably deserves 25. He's going to get at least 30. I think he'll get 31. I take it. I think at the... Where other quarterbacks are at, he should get like 28. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I totally agree with you. I would, it, you know, I really think he deserves, you know, twenty five. If we can get him at twenty five, that would be great. But it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, number two, Mr. Jackson, take it to leave it. Jimmy G has to take over the Super Bowl in order for them to keep up with the Chiefs and win the game. Take it. The, the one of the keys for the Kansas City Chiefs for for this game is going to be make Jimmy G beat you. Take away their running game. Take away as much of George Kill as possible. Make Jimmy G throw it to Emmanuel Sanders and whoever else of the receivers over the deep, over the middle of the field, deep down the sideline. Make him use his arm and prove that he is a franchise quarterback. Um, I'm also going to take it. He's going to have to do that to win. Because the, all the stuff you said, but there's like a small sliver. There's like a five percent of me that wants to leave it. 
just because the, I think the 49ers are going to come out and they're going to rush the passer and yeah. they're going to run the football. And, you know, I don't know if the Chiefs can stop the run. That's so been we'll, my we'll that's been happens. that debate in my head. It's just going to be how, you know, how is this game going to go? I really, you know, don't know who I'm going to pick. But I have my pick right here in my notes. But um, this has yet. been – I know. But this has been the most, I don't know, up-in-the-air pick I've had in a long time. Um, Number three, take or leave it, Drew B. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Excuse me. Drew Brees will retire this year. Oh. So he's oh no! Out and said he's See, about it. yeah, he's thinking about it, and he says he's going to have our deci- the decision within a month. I'm going to put it this way: I don't think he wants to. I think he wants to continue playing, and he wants to chase another ring. Um, and that you know, the past three years, especially, he's missed out on a prime opportunity to do so. However, I think he's getting pressure from the organization because the Saints don't have a quarterback on their roster right now. Drew Brees and Teddy are both free agents. Um, I believe Taysom Hill is also a free agent. So they're going to have to make some decisions. And the, and the key um, decision I have here is, all right, well, number one, that's an awkward conversation that you're going to have that Sean Payton or whoever's going to have to have with Drew Brees because, look, they're going to say, listen, Drew, and I'm going to ask you this question too, Lucas. How do you go? to your franchise, literally to the guy that brought your franchise back from a hurricane and say, listen, man, we're in a spot right now. Obviously, we want you. You know, you're the guy. You've been the guy for so long. You know, MVP, Super Bowl. But Teddy's going to leave if you don't. And we got to think about our long-term future. How does that conversation even start? Especially with a guy like Drew Brees, with who has been the best example of a quarterback and a NFL player on and off the field. Like, how does that even exactly. start? You don't do that. This is what you do. Number one, you go to him and you say, hey, man, I'm going to pay you $32 million a year, 34 whatever, all right, you know, and whatever he wants. I'm going to pay this, and you're going to play another two to three years in the NFL. Yeah, and Teddy's going to go elsewhere because number one, Teddy is not a long-term solution. Teddy is not good enough to be a long-term solution, and we will draft the quarterback of the future. Yeah, but don't you think if he's even thinking about it and saying, "I'll let you know my decision in a month," that there has to be some kind of outside conversation? Because I don't think Drew Brees is thinking at this moment in his career, "I'm ready to hang him up." I'm sorry, your voice cut out on me. Oh, did it really? Okay, I'm saying, don't you think that that's like that there has to be some of that outside conversation or outside pressure coming from somebody? Because I don't think Drew Brees is at a point in his career where he's ready to hang it up. I feel like he thinks he's got another two or three years. So I feel like one of those, like some kind of conversation has taken place, which kind of I worries family. me. Number one, I'm sure he feels. He a good feels point. the season. That's a good point. And he, his family, I, I think, is at a stage where he is missing things that he does not want to miss. His boys are getting older. So he has to, you know, is it worth it? That's a good point. And the thing is, and I agree with you, I don't I don't know if Teddy is a long-term answer. I know that Teddy went 4-0 when he was there, and I know that he proved to that coaching staff and to the higher-ups in the organization that he can take the reps and that he can be the guy. But, you know, the quarterback draft class, as my buddy Daniel made this point out to me, the quarterback draft class over the next couple of years is insane, right? Trevor Lawrence hasn't even come out yet. Um, you got... Um, 
Hibbert as well, who's probably going to fall later into the Ohio draft. State quarterback that'll come Ohio out State will come out. Maybe Lawrence, you, maybe you grab a Jalen Hurts late in the first or early second round. Um, there's a lot of different options that you have out there, as well as free agents, right? Um, so. I That's think I don't think you tell your I don't think you tell your franchise yeah I don't think you tell your franchise guy hey we want you to move on I think you do everything you can to keep him and if for whatever reason if like you said you know he has family concerns or other outside factors that if you let him go then you pursue Teddy I think you have to go with Drew Brees no matter what um, so I think no I'll, I'll leave it he's not going to retire I think he's he's got at least two more years in him I feel that um. I'm going to leave it, too. I think Drew will be on a different team next year. Really? So, yeah. He'll be, he won't be spice, a saint. Spice things up a bit. Oh, that is, that is zesty, Mr. Lucas. Really? All right, what, what about this? I'm going to make it even worse. Goes back to the Chargers. Because Phillip Rivers is going to end up leaving. Because he already packed his stuff from San Diego. They've moved to Florida. This whole family did. So. Oh, my God. That's even better. He's going to team of the future. He's going to be the quarterback with the Dolphins and train up their next quarterback who they're going to draft. <laughs> he's going to train to it everywhere. Jackson. Oh my that gosh. Could you imagine if he's insane. not a saint? He's I think it's, is it, is it, I didn't know that. This Philip is Rivers changer. says Philip Rivers what says not Drew Brees. Man, I know. What if this man, Philip Rivers goes to Jacksonville? Oh my God. I'll cry. I hate playing Philip Rivers. Sorry. No, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Okay, let me ask you this question. And this is my take or leave it for you, Mr. Lucas. Just off the off the wall here. Take or leave it. Drew Brees leaving New Orleans is crazier than Tom Brady leaving New England. Oh, yeah. Take it. 100% crazier. Yeah. I just, I, in, in that, ooh. There's no way that both of those players are on different teams next year. There's no way. What if Philip Rivers goes back to the Saints? <laughs> Philip Rivers goes to the old-fashioned switcheroony. Goes to, he was actually drafted by New York. The Giants. Oh, was he? Yeah, him and Eli, they got traded after the draft. Well, then I thought Philip Rivers was... No, Drew, 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 Drew Brees is already uh, a charger, and then he like injured his shoulder. And then they went with the younger Philip Rivers, and Drew Brees as a free agent went to... New Orleans and Sean Payton and Sean Payton, who was the offensive coordinator for Dallas left to take the head coaching job in New Orleans. Then Katrina hit. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't really want him. Um, sorry. I thought there was like a three way trade there that went on. Oh no, no, no. Anyways. Um, number four, take your lead at Mr. Jackson. Yes, sir. Ravens are the favorite for the Super Bowl next year. Mm, Leave it to make it. Leave it. I I think it's number one, way too early to have a favorite. I oh, think it, it ain't too early. It's never, never too, too early. early. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like that. Never too early. I think there's too many game. good teams for there to be like a perennial favorite going into next year. I feel like the AFC, especially with the Chiefs, the way they are right now, yes, the Ravens are going to be in contention. Don't count off the Titans, especially if they land Brady. Um, there's there's teams getting better down there. I I think what if the we land Breeze? huh? What if we land Breeze? Bro, you're not landing Breeze. Or Philip. Okay, yeah, take Philip. That's a significant or, downrate from Tannehill. Teddy, take Teddy. That's a dig, that's a significant downrate from Tannehill. Okay. 
Ten, I'm telling you, bro. Like the only uh, only way I see Tennessee having somebody other than Tannehill is if it's the goat, John, Tom Brady. That's the yeah. only possible I don't think, thing. I, I don't see. think Teddy is that amazing. Um, a four game. He's good. Tryout. He's a starter in this league. Uh, a four game tryout is not enough for me to say he's a starter. I, I well, he was a starter in Minnesota. Blew out his knee. And he looked good there. He did look good he in did. Minnesota. So I feel like he's a starter in this league. Um, I don't. I won't call him good. I won't call him great. I won't call him elite. I'll call him a starter. Better than Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> um, False. I am also going to leave it because obviously they're going to be figured out next year. Teams are going to have better ways to stop them. Defenses are going to evolve, and the Ravens will not be fourteen and two next year. Yeah. Um. Last one. In respect of the clown being put into jail, Tonio Brown should be allowed back in the NFL next year. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I feel like there has to be a significant checklist of things that have to be checked off, including mental evaluations, counseling, um, medical treatment um, that Antonio Brown needs to undergo um, in order to be let back in the league. I feel like he's unstable. I don't. I feel like it's. I feel like there's probably some CTE or outside mental health illness that's going on with him. Um, I almost feel like there kind of has to be something because that's the only thing. I, only reason I can have to explain his behavior as of recently. I feel like any team um, that would even get close to Antonio Brown is going to have a PR thunderstorm um, come in and a bunch of. Um, inquiries and uh, you know doubt being cast on the organization and questions as to why they would even entertain a guy like Antonio Brown, especially with how public his media outlashes have been over the past year. So I feel like there's just just to be let back in. No, I feel like there has to be a big checklist of things yeah, that I, have to I be totally, checked. Off. Totally agree with everything you said. <clears throat> so. It is time for our picks for this week. Recap of last week, AFC won. I picked it. They won. AFC's better. All right? (laughs) Whatever, dude. Okay. I'm I'm curious to see the comments down below with all of them saying, duh, the NFC's better. So anyways, so for the Super Bowl, we have Kansas City Chiefs versus the uh, San Fran 49ers. All right? Yeah. And I want you to go first. For our picks this week, I want a final score and an MVP. Okay, that's fair. Um, I will tell you what, this is... No, I got it. This is the most undecided I have ever been leading into a Super Bowl in recent memory. Really? Yeah. Um, You know, and the Rams and Patriots kind of had me torn last year just because, you know, I thought, you know, the Rams with such an amazing offense, but Bill Belichick and Brady, obviously the GOAT. um, I thought Eagles-Patriots and... Eagles-Patriots was close. Was pretty undecided. I really thought the Rams were overrated last year. Yeah, um, dude. I don't know. Here's on one hand, you have an amazing defense, top in the league. Um, San Francisco, the pass rush is incredible. Their schemes um, have yet to be beaten. You have a coach of the year candidate, Kyle Shanahan. You have the uh, the dude with the most amazing chin line I've ever seen, Jimmy G. Um, you have George Kittle, number two tight end in the league. Um, they have a three-headed monster running attack. 
it comes down to the, the 49ers defense versus the Kansas City offense. I don't feel like San Francisco is going to be able to put up 28 points. I just don't think they're going to do it. So the question to me is, can Kansas City put up 28 points on the San Francisco defense? The answer for me, I think, is yes. I think Kansas City is going to win this game. I feel like the final score is going to be uh, 34-24, and Mahomes is going to get that his first Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. Um, I have a couple different keys to victory um, for Jimmy G, but here first I'm going to tell you guys the why. For Jimmy G, not for Jimmy G. I'm sorry for Mahomes and the okay. the, the the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, why they're going to win it is Mahomes' magic. I feel like his ability to extend plays and escape the pocket, um, while at the same time keeping his eyes downfield, is going to provide for some bigger plays than the first 49ers are used to. I feel like they have too many weapons and too much speed um, to guard. Um, this is going to be the best offense that the Niners have played so far this year. Um, I also feel like Honey Badger on George Kill is going to be a key matchup. Uh, I really feel like George Kill is going to be double teamed a lot, um, but Honey Badger is going to make it a, a, a tough time for him. They're keys to victory for me. They have to make make Jimmy G beat you. Make him prove he's a franchise quarterback. Number two, shut down George Kittle if at all possible. Lucas made the comment earlier that that's impossible. That's true. You're not going to contain him the entire game. But if Kittle has a big game, Niners are going to win this win this ball ball game. Quick, fast plays are needed to wear down this pass rush, which coincidentally happens to be the style of offense that Kansas City Chiefs excel in. They excel in a West Coast offense. West, West Coast is short, dinky-dimey plays. Um, they utilize their running backs a lot, a lot of screens um, to counteract a pass rush from, from the 49ers. Um, lastly, one big play. They need one big play down the field to Tyreek Hill or to Sammy Watkins. Um or Damian Williams to really kind of seal the deal and make that defense honest. I feel like if they get that one big play, especially in the first half, to to adjust, make the 49ers adjust their scheme, um, that's going to open up the, the rest of the field and the rest of the playbook for them. So I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, <clears throat> I'm going with the 49ers. Interesting. It, it, it's a tough call. It really is. Okay. I'm going with the 49ers. I think it will be 31 to 28. Interesting. And uh, I think Nick Bose is going to get MVP. I could see that happening. All right. Here's why. Number one, the pass rush. Okay? Yeah. Bose is going... Bosa's is going to get a strip sack. It's going to change the game somewhere. That's how you beat the Chiefs. The way you beat the Chiefs is, is you you have some wild special teams play or a strip sack on Mahomes or an interception. Like you have to some of that just turns the tide. Mistake. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that they're not going to be able to stop the 49ers from running the football. The reason I think they won't be able to stop them is because they didn't stop Derrick Henry in the first half. What happened was we came back out in the second half and we stalled for like two drives. And that was enough for Kansas City to get a lead. And then we couldn't run the football anymore. Yeah. 
I don't think, number one, with the 49ers coaching staff, along with the way they've been running the ball and how the Titans were able to run the ball, we're kind of one-dimensional, I feel like, running the football compared to the 49ers. They can do a little more, right? Yeah. And they have Kittle. And I know the other side has Kelsey, but I think watching how the Titans played Mahomes last week, if it was like if the Titans could just get a pass rush, they could stop some of these drives. You know, like that's what it really felt like. Yeah. And I think as long as the 49ers can get pressure on Mahomes, they will be okay. Get pressure on Mahomes, run the football. I mean, you make it you make a compelling argument. If they can if they can get pressure, run the football, I mean, that that those are your primetime keys to success. It's just I feel like the Chiefs have too many weapons. I feel like this is Mahomes' time. I feel like Andrew Reed, Andy Reed, is due for a um, mm. due for a Super Bowl See, victory. So I don't like the whole due thing because he is like top six. I think he's sixth or fifth in wins. Yeah, all time, which is wild. He's, he's up there. Yeah. Um, and I do think that if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, there's a chance he might not make it into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If he wins one, he will definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Um. So it's a little tricky, but I don't like the whole do thing just because I feel like the other team is a better, more complete football team, and I think they deserve the win. Run, play defense. It's going to be a good game, game, man. It's going to be a really good game. But, you know, and to your point, like – if the Chiefs can have a couple big plays, they have that one big play, they take the lead, you know, say they go up by a couple scores, it's going to be really hard for San Francisco to come back. Um, you did, we did see, though, Jimmy G got in a shootout with Drew Brees. He did get in a shootout. So it's not like they can't go do It's that. not like it's impossible. I just – The Chiefs defense so is tough. not as good as, as the Saints. No, but that Chiefs offense is way better than the Saints offense. True. Yeah. Anyway. It's uh, it'll be a good game, man. I, I really I really was having a tough time making my pick here. See, I I just I think the reason it was easy for me is is because they you know, the Titans played them and I really was like, All the Titans need is a pass rush. Like that was literally it. I was like, We could just get pressure on Mahomes. Like he was there was times where it looks like he was confused and he had to scramble because that was just like he was like well i you know i just gotta go you know like yeah like like he wasn't he wasn't sitting there staying cool in the pocket like dude was like there's nothing down there i'm going. yeah right i think we did a good job of mixing some stuff up beforehand because of dean peace um so yeah it was good it was great so that is the end of the pod jackson you want to sign us off mr lucas i will so thank you guys for watching today all right we appreciate it we love having you guys here please leave comments like subscribe all that good stuff you can find us where all podcasts can be found as mr jackson likes to say all right anchor apple spotify we're everywhere all right we're like the coronavirus that's going around all right we're, we're spreading, spreading everywhere everything that's right so thank you guys appreciate you guys uh, I guess there's going to be one more episode and then that'll probably be it after this one we'll have one more and that'll be the end of season one one so, more recap that's right yep that's it so love y'all bye love you bye